everyone. Welcome to Florence Legally Brunette, the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer. This podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast is going to be a bit of a hodgepodge. I had like a very, very difficult week and just wanted to share what happened and then also talk about kind of how I'm dealing with it um, and some tips I've used to sort of get through it. So... The prior weekend, so as I record this, it's it's Sunday, January 19th. I'm recording it at night, not too late. And some of my podcasts, I've been sitting here at 10 or 10.30. And I think it's actually about 7-ish, about 7.15. So not too, too late. But it's the end of a very busy nine days. So the prior weekend, I had... Um, a hair appointment, and I had dinner at a client's, and then I was able to have a pretty quiet Sunday. And then my Monday was quiet, and I had a day where I was getting ready for a week that I knew was going to be very difficult. And it was Tuesday through Thursday that was really just kicking my butt. So Tuesday, I had meetings all day. From the time that I got in till the time that I left, it was one of those days where it's a 10 meeting day. I've said it before, I say it to my staff all the time. In a way, those are sort of my least favorite days and most stressful days. It's because it's going from one subject to another. So you meet with a client, you're talking about their case, and they leave, you sit at your desk for five or 10 minutes. And maybe start looking at emails and start thinking about some other stuff. And then your next appointment comes in. And then you're dealing with that client's issues. And it's just very discombobulating. So that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I had a day where I had stuff on my schedule from 7 a.m. to about 9 p.m. Not all business stuff, but definitely stuff that was scheduled. So I have a 7 a.m. marketing meeting with a marketing group that I belong to. We meet every other Wednesday. And so this was our meeting. And then I had a trial in Mesa, which is about 45 minutes if it's any time of the day except the morning. So of course I had to be there at 9 in the morning. So I only went to my meeting for about 20 minutes. I went and just sort of announced myself, explained that I had court, and everybody understands. They know there's stuff that I'm, I can't control. And I felt like I had all the time in the world. I'm like, I'm leaving so early. And I ended up getting to the court like 9 on the dot. I had to call the court, let them know that there was the potential I was going to be a few minutes late. I just hit all the traffic that 
there could be. And Arizona mornings have a lot of traffic. I know wherever we are, we're probably dealing with some sort of rush hour traffic. But except for like the mornings and the later afternoons, Arizona can be not so bad. And during this time of year, it's it's probably the worst because um, ASU is in session. Um, spring break will be coming up in a couple of months. That'll make things busy. Lots of people winter here. Lots of people are on vacation here. We have a couple big events like the Phoenix Open and Barrett-Jackson Auction, which I think it might have both been last week. And so I was caught up in that traffic. And it just took me forever to get there. I, I don't even know what I need to do. I was saying to my client, what was I supposed to do? Get a hotel room the night before and just stay in Mesa? Because you, if, as early as you have to leave, it's just insane. And then so I had, I got back to the office. I had meetings for the rest of the afternoon. And then I had my church group at 7 o'clock. And then the next day, I had a hearing in Phoenix and the traffic wasn't bad at all. It was starting at a great time. It was starting closer to 10. That's always amazing when it's starting like 10 or after. I got there in no time at all. And the conference officer was on a conference call and couldn't take our hearing until about an hour into the hearing time. So my client had to wait with me and, and we chatted and she's she's very nice and that wasn't the issue, but just she she needed to go to work <laughs> I had other stuff to do and just to sit there and wait was very frustrating and um, then I went back to the office for the rest of the afternoon was there very late into the evening and then Friday I didn't have anything scheduled where anything anyone was coming in but I had a very 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 large brief due that day and just was coming in and out of the office, um, working with my staff to get it filed. And it got filed after five. It was just a very, very large project. And um, went home for the night. My oldest daughter came over. We had been talking forever that we were going to do the sleepover. She was going to come over. And we were going to watch movies and eat popcorn and stay up late. And by 9.30, she was sleeping on my couch. She works really, really hard. And... She was exhausted, and I thought, well, if she's sleeping, I might as well go to bed. So I went up to bed and um, fell asleep. And then Saturday, got up early, did my walk, um, went to, did yoga by myself. We had a shower for my other adult daughter who's getting married next week. And um, then I went to church, and then I saw a movie. So it was a very structured day. It didn't feel very relaxing. It was fun. You know, I got to spend time with my family, and um, my Saturday morning walks are the the cornerstone of my week. I, I don't know what I would do without them. When I have to miss them, if something's coming up, it's a complete bummer for me. It was one of the reasons I stopped doing weekend jail court and stop being a judge in Scottsdale, which I did for about 10 years, was because there was a requirement that several times a year you had to work on the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday morning. And I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I, I, I have to have that Saturday morning time. So then on Sunday, today, as we're speaking, I had a very unstructured day. I didn't need to be anywhere at a certain time. 
And these are some of my favorite days, but they're also in a way a little bit confusing. At the end of the day, I just feel sort of like I didn't do anything, even though I was doing stuff all day long. So I woke up early, got up like 7.30. I was very happy about that because it's. I feel it's such a waste when I sleep in on Sunday. And I give my permission, myself permission to do it. Because some Saturdays I might, you know, go out or stay up late with my husband or my sister-in-law or the kids or whatever. And then I'll sleep in. But it's always kind of a bummer because I feel like I'm sleeping the day away. But I do give myself permission to do it. It's my one day where there's not an alarm set. But since I got to bed pretty early on Saturday, I got up early on Sunday. I had breakfast with my husband and I cooked him a tofu scramble. We don't eat eggs, and um, a tofu scramble is something very satisfying. I would completely recommend it to someone, and I'll just give you a quick rep a recipe for it. Take firm or extra firm tofu, add soy sauce or Bragg's um, liquid aminos, um, add turmeric, pepper, oregano. Sometimes I substitute basil for oregano. You can kind of do any Italian spice that you want. And then you just scramble it like you would an egg. You crumble the tofu and you just scramble it like an, you know, like an egg scramble. And then I throw in whatever I feel like throwing in. I might throw in veggie sausage or I might throw in mushrooms is one I usually always throw in. Tomatoes quite often, green onions, or whatever I have, whatever I feel like doing, sometimes broccoli. And it's always delicious. It's very, very satisfying. It feels very healthy. So that's a quick recipe for you on something I enjoy quite a bit to make on a Sunday. So then for the rest of the day, I kind of alternated between doing personal things and work. I had a pile of work that was following me around all week. I just kept bringing it home with me and trying to get to it and I could never get to it. I started this new thing where I joined this, um, I guess it's considered a spa and they have like a personal sauna in there. So you can go in there. It's just like a, it's a closet almost, but it's a sauna and I'll go in there for 30 minutes and I'll bring transcripts or work reading material and do that for 30 minutes. I can't have my phone in the sauna. I can't have my Apple Watch in the sauna. So it's the one time when I'm like completely unconnected. So I've been doing that a couple nights a week whenever I can because it gives me 30 minutes of quiet. Um, so even despite doing my sauna working, I still had this pile of work that was following, following me around. I had to write an operating agreement. I have to write a... A, a post decree agreement. Um, I have some work stuff I have to read, some things I have to fill out, another transcript that I'm still trying to get through, just a bunch of stuff that I just kept bringing home with me. And then it would get too late during the week and I'd go to sleep and take it back to work, not hit it at the office and then take it back home again. That was what I was doing with this work all week. So it meant I had to work Sunday. So I've alternated between setting an alarm and doing work and then I would either read for pleasure, 
I went into the, took a bath, took a nice long bath, read in the bath, um, and um, also took a walk. I usually don't walk on Sundays, but I do that on Saturday, but the weather is just so beautiful. It felt like it would be nice to be out, and it was. It was about 75 today. I know it's cold everywhere else. I'm sorry if you're in any part of the U.S. and you're having terrible weather. Um, it's very beautiful here, but maybe you can take comfort that I'll be boiling during the summer. And then I ran to the office for about an hour. I just had a bunch of things that were piling up from the work that I brought home that I wanted to take care of getting to where it needed to get. Uh, like I brought home a big pile of mail, so I wanted to put that where it needed to go and, and put some work in my staff's trays and, and things like that. So I ran to the office for about an hour. This is actually, I sound so relaxed, I think, <laughs> because tomorrow is MLK Day. And so there's no court tomorrow. And no one requested a meeting tomorrow. I think a lot of people like to make it a three-day weekend or um, stay home with their kids. So no meetings tomorrow. But I will pay for it for the rest of the week. So I just wanted to run you through that week to just show you like what a roller coaster it was just kind of nonstop work falling into bed at night exhausted waking up when it was still dark it just was really really hard and so as I was sitting around today I was thinking about some tips that I just wanted to share about some things that I was doing this week and what I've done in the past as well that made me um, feel better, feel more relaxed, feel more productive. And they were just simple things that I was doing for myself. One thing I do quite a bit is deep breathing exercises. I am a very shallow breather. I will breathe if I just follow a regular breath, it goes to about my throat. And I'm thinking, that's not how you're supposed to breathe. To breathe like way deep into your stomach. If you ever do a yoga class, they make you do that. And if I'm not consciously thinking about it, I will not do it. I take these very, very shallow breaths. And I'll also get kind of like an acid reflux if I'm very, very stressed. And I notice that taking a way deep breath, just bringing in the air through my nose or mouth, and exhaling out my nose or mouth, like slow, calculated, comforting, makes me feel a ton better. It literally helps with any heartburn or acid reflux. So take a few breaths. If you're going into, I do it as I'm driving in traffic. I think you need to breathe, Florence, and I'll take these deep breaths. Another thing you can do is give yourself permission to abandon a project or push it aside for a while. Obviously, it probably can't be anything that you have a work deadline on. For instance, I could not push out my deadline for the brief that was due on Friday. That was something that had to be done. But for my daughter's shower that was on Saturday... I basically told everyone, it can be at my house, and great, I'm excited to have everyone over, but I can't do anything for it. I'm going to be getting dressed for it and coming down for it 
coming down the stairs and joining everyone. And that is all I can do for this party. And luckily, my daughters are adults and they have adult friends. So everyone sort of took care of everything for me. But in the past, I probably would have been a martyr and stayed up super late putting together some sort of food for it or staying up and cleaning. I just asked everyone to do that for me. So give yourself permission on any sort of project that you're doing. At some point in my life, I feel like I would like to write more articles and maybe turn them into a book. This is a dream of mine. In this career that I have, it's not going to happen. Maybe when I'm much older, maybe when I'm getting towards retirement, maybe if things slow down at some point, but I can't try to squeeze that in right now. It's just not going to happen. You can only do so much and you can really only have one big focus, I think, in your career unless you have the ability to really compartmentalize and and do, you know, split your week up if you're able to do you know, half being a lawyer or half running your business or whatever it is. But give yourself permission to let it go. I mean, you can't stress about it. Same with like any groups that you belong to. At some point, you may not be able to accommodate being in all those groups. In the past, um, I'm at a point where there's some groups that I'm in that are really, really important to me and I don't want to let them go. But in the past, I had groups that were also very important to me, but I had to let them go. I just did not have enough time to be in these other groups and attend the meetings and participate the way that I needed to and wanted to. So I had to cut down on that. I had to give myself permission that I can't, couldn't do it all. Another thing I'll recommend is just notice the sky. Arizona is so famous for its skies, and I know everywhere has beautiful skies, and our I always feel like our sunrises are nothing. It's just gray and then it's sunny, but during the day, and especially this time of year, we can have the most vibrant shades of blue during the day, and then the sunsets are amazing. Sometimes they're very orange, um very pink, red, deep red, and just beautiful. And sometimes when the sun is going down, you get these shades of blue that are just so amazing, like a denim blue. And it makes me feel so good to notice them. If you're driving, don't let the angry drivers get to you. Usually, I will just stick in one lane, and I usually stay to the right, mostly. And I don't, it's not that I'm driving super slow. I probably speed a little bit, <laughs> if you want to, if, if I'm being honest, I do speed. Um, but I'm not, like, an aggressive driver about it. I'm not going to be on anyone's tail. I'm not going to be passing people. I usually just kind of stick to one lane And I will pass people if it's safe and there's a lot of room, but otherwise I kind of don't worry about it. Just, you know, travel at my own pace, try to make sure that I have a ton of time, although that didn't work out on Wednesday when I was going to Mesa. But for the most part, I really try to put in a cushion in my driving schedule. 
And if someone angry passes me, there would be times where I would like remember that story and then take it home with me and tell my husband about it. Oh, you should have seen this guy in this car, da, da, da. I just try to let it go. And sometimes though, I'll play a little game with myself. Like I'll see someone who's speeding past me. Say it's a white BMW. I'll try to remember the car and see if I see them down the road because it's always super funny to me that they're weaving in and out of traffic and being on people's tails and then 20 minutes later we're uh, next to each other in traffic. If you're starting a project and it's a big project and it's so overwhelming, break it down into steps and start with that first tiny step. I do this all the time and I have a lot of briefs that I write or motions that I write and I just feel like, yikes, it's this giant motion. How am I ever going to get through it? Well, if I break it up into little projects or let myself work on it an hour or two a day and set the timer, then all of a sudden I'm into it. You take little bites and then you're finishing it. Um, go to a movie. That's my favorite one. Because a movie, people can still call me on my phone. And I've gone in the hallway sometimes if I've seen it's a client texting me and, and they sound kind of frantic. I'll go to in the hallway and, and take the call. But for the most part, I'm unreachable and I'm transported to another place. My favorite one, and I talk about it quite a lot, is take a walk. It doesn't have to be a walk necessarily. Like something where you're not doing the thing that is bothering you. Like if you have a work project or you're getting ready for trial or you're a business owner and you have uh, a big uh, job coming up, like whatever the thing is, get away from it. My thing is a walk. I took so many walks during the Christmas holiday because it just cleared my head and let me think about the year from a big perspective. Like this is what I have coming up in the next six months. It's a little daunting to me as I say this, but for the next six months, I'm very scheduled. I have trips, I have trials, um, I have a lot of court coming up. It's all coming up. I'm very scheduled for the next six months. But I just try to look at it in perspective, take it day by day. And doing those things like taking a walk or maybe if you're going to an exercise class, like my sister-in-law goes to boxing and um, if she's just hitting that bag, maybe she's just thinking about the projects that are before her. Speaking of exercise, um, I'd say practice yoga. I didn't practice yoga for a long time. I was starting to have back spasms and I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I went back uh, recently. My sister-in-law has been doing a lot of yoga and she invited me. She said she liked her yoga instructor quite a bit. So I went and I was babying my back for sure because I could tell with some of the poses that if I overdid it, 
it would go into a spasm. So I just tried to take it easy and really be mindful of what I was doing and not try to win the yoga contest, just concentrate on what I was doing. And afterwards, I felt very stretched out and so much looser than I had in a long time. I think I say this a lot, but it's true. <laughs> I'm getting old um, and I'm just not feeling the same as I used to. I'm feeling it in my knees, my feet, my hips, my lower back. And I want to do whatever I can to keep that loose and keep it mobile as much as possible. And I'm finding that yoga is helpful. Another thing about yoga for me is my mind tends to run wild and the yoga class that I've been taking is hard. So I'm so focused on just trying to do the poses that oftentimes I can't think about my own BS. It's putting me somewhere than in my mind where I just have to concentrate on what I'm doing. Um, it's not always the case because uh, yoga is so quiet that I think at times you can get lost in your own thoughts. But the classes I've been going to have been the vinyasa or the flow yoga. So they just have you going from pose to pose to pose. One thing I do get stressed about at yoga, and I'm working very hard on this, is I always think, I have so much to do. How can I be here? And a lot of the classes that are offered are like an hour and a half. And sometimes they hold you for two hours. And I'm thinking, I have way too much to do to be here. But I think I found the right fit. I found a Tuesday night class that shouldn't go longer than an hour and a half, maybe closer to an hour. But um, doing yoga is great. And, and sometimes I'll do stuff on my own too. Like I was telling you, the spa that I go to, they have a hot yoga room where you can do the hot yoga privately, which to me is important. Um, I don't mind doing a regular class um, where I'm like in my regular yoga, yoga clothes, but if it's the hot yoga and maybe it's more like a sports bra or whatever, I, I would rather do that in private. And so I found a place that I can do that. Another thing I'd recommend is just smile. Today I was at the grocery store and I ordered my groceries on Friday night, but I realized that there was a few things that I forgot, like coffee creamer, a couple other things. And as I was walking around, I was wearing a Wonder Woman shirt and this man stopped me and he said, I knew Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman in the 70s. And he just started telling me about her and what a lovely person she was. And I just stopped and smiled. And I, I really had a, a million things to do. I needed to get home. I still have some work to do. Um, I have work tomorrow, just like a ton of stuff coming up. But I stopped and smiled and, and just let this man talk to me. And he was very pleasant and, you know, told me, God bless you and thanked, thanked me for listening. And it probably made his day just to be able to talk to someone. And I just slowed down and listened. It didn't cost me anything. It was a nice thing to do. And, you know, it wasn't like he was rude or creepy or anything. He was just a nice guy who wanted to tell me the story about Linda Carter. And sometimes you just got to slow down and, you know, maybe talk to a stranger for a minute 
um, or hear a story that your kids are telling you or pull out a board game or whatever it is, just slow down. My biggest thing, I don't know if it's my biggest thing, but it's a big thing for me, is lists. I have lists for everything. I have lists on my calendar. I have lists in notebooks. I have lists for the weekend. I have lists for the day. I have lists for the week. It's constantly having lists and and systems. And that has made things so much easier for me. The last thing I'll do in terms of a tip is accept change. This one is extremely hard for me. I am not adept at accepting change. I like things to be the same. I like that when I know my day is supposed to go one way, that it goes that way. And when something blows up, it makes me a little crazed. Also, I don't like when things change in terms of, like, say, my office or technology or things with the court. Like any sort of new process like that just really drives me crazy because I know what I'm doing and when you change it, I need to learn something else and then I don't know what I'm doing and I don't like it. But what can you do? Things change. When I think back to the last 20 years of being a lawyer, all it has been is change. If I was still trying to practice law the same way that I practiced it when I first started practicing, I wouldn't even be a lawyer. Nobody would want to hire me. That's just not how, what people expect of lawyers anymore. And I'll say what I always say, which is I blame the internet because everything is instantaneous. But you have to adapt to that to a certain extent. For instance, the first year that I was out as an attorney, I worked for a law firm. And when we did a conflicts check, someone would hire the firm and a piece of paper would go around to everyone in the firm, about 25 or 30 attorneys. I think they also gave it to the staff too, just to make sure the staff could look at it and see if they could recognize any conflicts. And it would take maybe like a week or two. And I wasn't really on the side of starting to work with the new clients, but it was kind of my understanding that things didn't really start going until the conflict check was over. And I definitely can do a conflict check a lot quicker on my own because I can I can just do it myself. <laughs> like I don't have to, you know, do it through 30 attorneys. Um, so everything's quicker, but I know when someone comes in, a lot of times we like quickly do the conflict check, sign the representation agreement, start drafting their initial documents, and we have things filed in a day or two. And I think that's the expectation. And if I wasn't open to change, I wouldn't be able to do that. So change is definitely a part of it. All right. I want to give you some tips for some things that I thought were fun this week. Um, I been uh, reading a couple books by Rachel Hollis 
she's kind of, she started with cookbooks and now she does sort of self-help books. Uh, she has Girl Stop Apologizing and Girl Wash Your Face. And she started her own successful blog and she's an author. Just really kind of the life I would love to have. Um, it'd be so much, you know, you always think what everyone else is doing is so much fun, but it seems really fun to be her. She goes around and does speaking engagement engagements, and that to me just seems so fun. Um, and she just has some really good tips. And, you know, she talks about the guilt that we put on ourselves of not being the best moms that we can be, business owners, lawyers, and she talks about letting that go. And it sounds so simple, but you sometimes have to have someone tell you that. So I'm telling you that now. If you have any guilt about whatever you're doing, you have to let it go. You cannot compare yourself to someone else. Even the someone else that you're comparing yourself to, their life is not as good as you think it is. And I find that, you know, I, I've had a lot of guilt over the years of like, hey, you know, I spent so much time being a lawyer. Did I spend enough time with my kids? And when you talk to my kids, they talk about all the fun they have and what great childhoods they had and, and how much they love me. Like they're not saying you worked all the time and that's all I remember. They remember these like fun little moments where we just had a good time. They remember the good Christmases, you know, watching movies late, great dinners, you know, things that I make, just being there. And that's how your family and your friends recognize you. They only have fond memories. So let the guilt go. So I like those books quite a bit. Another tip I have for... Um, this really isn't a recommendation so much, but maybe as a little tip. Anytime I go on a trip, even if it's a place that I've gone to a million times, I always pick up a travel guide from the library about two weeks before I go there and just get a refresher. Look at the maps, see if there's any new restaurant recommendations. And these travel guides get updated every year. And the library always has the newest versions. So you can get them and see what's new if you haven't been somewhere in a while. Last year when I went to New York, I did that, Seattle, everything. And I always had great tips on places to go, how to get tickets for things. And it was free. It was free to check out these travel guides. Um, I have a podcast recommendation. I'm just sort of getting into it right now. It's... Um, the Final Voyage, it's about JFK Jr. and his um, plane trip that ended in him dying and his wife dying and her sister. I have always been fascinated by him. And even when they this year was the 20th anniversary of his death, and as his death came around, they were showing so many clips of him and his wife and they're just frozen in time as these young, beautiful people. And it always looks so modern to me, too. It doesn't look like old footage, like footage of, you know, 20 years plus. The podcast is pretty good. I'm only in the start of the second episode. Um, but it, it's something that I'm finding very engaging. 
there was in the same series there's was one about princess diana i was not um i didn't find that one as interesting i had read some books about her and her passing and found those to be much more fascinating than that podcast and maybe this podcast will fizzle out as well but we'll see um, I finished season two of Good Girls on Netflix. It's a short season. It's like 10 or 12 episodes, which is good for binging. You can get through it pretty quickly. I thought that the beginning of the season uh, was kind of treading through like some old material, like wasn't really moving forward. And I thought the season ended really strong. So I'm very, very fascinated to see what they do in season three. So that's a show that I like quite a bit. It's sort of like a Breaking Bad, but a little bit more comedy. And it has three women instead of, um, you know, two guys like Breaking Bad. Um, I have a movie recommendation, something I really, really, really liked. I, was, I wasn't even that excited about it. And then I saw it last night and laughed the entire movie. It's Jumanji, the next level. I really liked the first Jumanji with the first new Jumanji with um, The Rock and Kevin Hart, Jack Black. And it was so funny. And I thought, well, the second one looks like they're just kind of repeating like, oh, they're going to go back into the Jumanji game. What's fun about that? They made it super fun, super different, kind of turned it on its head a little bit. Um, I don't think if if you don't want this as a spoiler, just shut off the podcast because this will be the last thing I talk about before I close for the evening. But it it's not I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because it was in one of the main previews that they were showing. So there's some grandpas in this movie played by Danny DeVito and Danny Glover and they get sucked into the game and they become the Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart characters so it just was so funny and I love The Rock and I love Kevin Hart they should run on the presidential ticket for 2020 I would vote for them um so funny so funny like so like heartwarming funny a lot of action a really, really good movie. It lasted like a, a smidge over two hours, which is usually too long for me. It felt just right. So I highly recommend it. If you have kids, the kids will love it. There, the theater was had a ton of kids in it and the kids were laughing like crazy. So all right, I'm going to wrap it up for tonight. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook, both my personal and business page. My website is brummerlaw.com. Last week, we launched on Patreon. As you know, this is a free podcast. At this time, we have no paid advertising, but our expenses, including equipment, the launching platform, the theme song, um, have been paid all by me. I'm, I'm happy to still do it. <laughs> but if you would like to donate, you can donate through patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. 
at some point, I'm going to have some extra content through Patreon. I'm still working on that. It may include like one-on-one Skype sessions or telephone sessions to discuss time management and self-care. But for now, if you want to donate, a dollar is great. Whatever is great. You can find us on Patreon. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. It means the world to me when I hear from you. If you have some time management tips you would like to send me, you can send them to me through any of the formats that I have mentioned. You can reach out to me and tell me what's going on with you. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I love to hear about it. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.